Soundbites is for informational and educational purposes only. Nothing on the show is advice. No financial, tax, legal, or any other kind of advice. Nothing we say is an inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy. Anything you invest in is at your own risk. Do your own research and consult with professionals. Welcome back to Terabytes, everyone. We've got Cosmic Perspective on. They're adjacent to the Terra ecosystem because they are bringing the journey to Mars to NFTs and to NFT holders in really exciting ways that we'll talk about soon. First, let me quick intro them. This footage and so much other footage that you've seen about the journey to Mars on YouTube that you've seen on Elon Musk's Twitter feed as he often retweets the footage. So much of that has been created here by Mary Liz and Ryan and their team. They are co-founders at Cosmic Perspective, documenting our whole journey to Mars through film and photography. It's exciting to talk to them, their journey, their perspective on the journey to Mars, and also what they're bringing to NFTs and NFT holders with special exclusive uh, insights. And well, I'll let them talk more about it. Mary Liz, Ryan, thank you for coming on the show. Welcome to Terabytes. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, excited. Yeah, Pete and Evan, it's really an honor to be here. We love your show. You've really helped us get up to speed on the Terra ecosystem. So thanks so much. This is a big honor. Um, we'd love to share a little bit more just about what we're doing and why we're doing it, right? So our journey really began for Ryan. It was in 2015, right? Right. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the CRS-5 mission. Actually, NASA has a, a program that they invite different people of the community to come out and witness a launch and then to set up cameras as a sort of a civilian journalist. So um, I had been working in computers at the time and kind of been developing my passion for time-lapse photography and, and sort of teaching different aspects of photography. i um, always been interested in space, but this was my first time to actually be part of what it's like to document a mission. So way back 2015, um, they bust us out to the launch pad and uh, I had a single DSLR at the time. And I've got kind of a tinkerer background. So the, the trick at the time was to get everything to trigger remotely at a certain moment in time or based on a certain um, uh, event. So for example, uh, a, a sound event, because we had to set up 12, 18 hours in advance of launch. So just that whole process of you know, how can I kind of mesh photography and kind of technical tinkering together to photograph something I love so much, uh, space, and then seeing the results of that after a liftoff, kind of going back to the camera, picking it up and seeing if anything was, was captured. That was kind of my genesis moment of space photography. Yeah. And I just wanted to point out right behind your head, there's actually a, a camera in this uh, poster here. So you can see that's an example of a camera that's placed at a launch pad. Obviously, this entire photograph is one of Ryan's <laughs> photos. Um, so but that gives you an idea. We we go out to the launch pad, we place these cameras and it is exhilarating. It's like this, uh, there should be some kind of Zen book written about rocket launch photography because it's all about like letting go of expectation. Right. <laughs> you know, you never know what the weather is going to do. You never know if it's going to turn out, but um, Ryan has been capturing these stunning images and films for, for years now, since 2015. So you must have a tremendous amount of material that you end up filtering out and so on in order to find the real gems. True. Yeah. Lot, lots of trial and error, especially in, in this line of work. Um, and then there's a whole kind of special evolution from photography into video um, and then from video into high speed video or video into virtual reality. So it, it's kind of been an evolutionary process uh, time and time again at the launch pads and then now here at, uh, at Starbase documenting Starship. 
So, um, but it's, it's something we've totally kind of rearranged our lives to be able to do. Mm -hmm. um, we spent a couple of years full time on the road. I don't know if you want to tell more of that, that yeah, story or. Evan. Did, Evan, did you have a question before I well, launched? Yeah, into... I was just, I think that's a, that's a good segue actually. Cause I was going to ask, you know, we heard the, the Genesis story. Uh, I'm curious about like, what's the, what's the day-to-day -day life like now? So uh, perfect segue. Yeah. So it's very different now than it was in the beginning. And for me, my journey actually began in 2018. Um, I'll just quickly tell that story and segue into it because I can't help myself. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, at the time, uh, back in those days, I was a touring musician. And um, I remember I just had this love of travel. And um, it was during one of my tours in 2016 that I discovered this new love of space exploration. I had no idea what we were doing in space exploration since the Apollo era. So I was like listening to podcasts, getting up to speed, getting super excited. And I remember at the end of that tour, I decided I'm going to sell my house. I'm selling everything. I'm just going to condense into a little camper and I'm going to hit the road and I'm going to chase rockets and I'm going to interview astronauts. And that is exactly what I did. So in 2017, that really kicked off. I was um, so taken by this incredible transformation that happens to astronauts when they view our planet from space. Uh, this is an amazing thing called the overview effect. They leave as, uh, as engineers and fighter pilots and they come back conservationists, humanitarians, artists desperate to share that perspective with the world. And so I set out on this journey thinking, well, I'm going to start interviewing astronauts and I'm going to help them as an artist myself translate what they experience. And so I remember thinking, I've got to start my journey in Florida because I have to go see my first rocket launch. And at the time I had been working, <laughs> I don't know how I did this, but I managed to get a job with one of my childhood heroes, with Bill Nye, the science guy. And uh, Bill was so fun to work for. And he invited me to experience the first ever SpaceX Falcon Heavy demo launch. I don't, I'm sure you guys know which one this is once I explain it. But for me, I had no idea what to expect. Um, I remember like hanging on really tight to the railing, right? And I was squeezed into this VIP area and shoulder to shoulder, I was in between Bill Nye and Buzz Aldrin, like the man who walked on the moon and one of my childhood heroes. And we experienced the most magical moment together where Bill was just like taking me through the whole launch experience. And I remember when the launch, the, the rocket lit up. I mean, it was in the middle of the day, but it was brighter than a sun. And I thought to myself, wow, I, it felt like time had slowed down. I was full of awe. I was weeping. Bill was screaming. I was weeping. It was so surreal. And I had this kind of really powerful feeling that we as a species are capable of whatever we put our minds to. It is such a powerful thing that many people talk about when they see their first launch. It's like, wow, that is such an unnatural process we're watching take place. And, and so I thought, you know, more philosophically in that moment about what we're capable of, what I'm capable of, how did I get here? How am I with these people? And so for me, 
you know, though I, I had set out originally to share the awe and wonder of the overview effect with the world, I realized that I didn't have to like try to send people to space to experience something similar, something profound in that way. And so I decided in that moment, I'm, I'm going to chase rockets and I'm going to share this experience however I can. And it was just two months after that, that I met Ryan. And it turns out he was also traveling the country chasing rockets in a camper. <laughs> so <laughs> the rest is kind of history. We've been doing this yeah. together for um, since 2018. And now to answer your question, um, day to day, you know, since 2018, we've been nonstop, you know, placing cameras at the launch pads. In 2020, we had a launch on average, one launch per week. We were living in Cape Canaveral at the time, documenting every single launch happening there, documenting uh, the incredible process of human exploration coming back to the launch pads of Kennedy Space Center. And now in uh, September, I'm sorry, it was Thanksgiving of last year that we arrived here in Starbase in Texas, right at the border with Mexico. And we witnessed and documented the first ever historical Starship high altitude flight. That's Starship SN8. And it totally stole our hearts. It's, it was like no other launch we'd ever seen because the way that it moves, the way that they're reinventing rocket science, the way that the community here rumbles and like the excitement, the energy is different. Mm -hmm. Um, and so now every day is very, very different. Um, we do go to the launch pad almost every day, sunrise, sunset, um, and we capture all of the construction work that they're doing. Really important, like building the first ever orbital launch tower for Starship, um, building all of the facilities, building every single Starship and booster and ring, and of course, capturing and live streaming all of these historical events. So um, yeah, today I would, the way that I best describe it, I don't know if you've ever seen Firefly, but Firefly <laughs> was like my favorite sci-fi. <laughs> you saw, Do you like it, Pete? You a fan? Oh, <laughs> uh, this is a, it's like a dream talking about Firefly on the show. Really? <laughs> yes. Well, that's our life. That's daily life here. It's Firefly. Oh man. Come yeah, on. because it's no, we ride horses. Where do I on apply? The beach next to Starship. That's what I said. Like, right. why aren't there more people here? This is right. amazing. I, I used to live down in actually, I've lived twice in uh, nearby. I uh, lived in, grew up in Ormond Beach uh, for a while and then lived yeah. in uh, New Smyrna, which is even closer to the Cape um, later in life. And, um, and so frequently went down to the Kennedy Space Center, at least watched the shuttle launches uh, back back in the first wow. stretch, watched the shuttle launches. Um, little more than a beam of light, but as a, as a little kid, you know, it's just, yeah. and, and even mm -hmm. as an adult, right? It's just an awe-inspiring right. sight when they do a, a night launch and there's that just beam of light yes. up in the sky. Um, and so, yeah, I, I can only imagine how great that is to be on the ground and, and bringing that also, that experience as much as is possible with film. I mean, as great as film is, it it can't capture being there sometimes, right? But no. bringing that experience as much as possible to the masses around the world that can't can't get there, can't come and, and, and see it, mm -hmm. you know, for themselves. I know personally, I'm in awe when I'm in like a pizza shop and I'm near an airport and I see a plane come into land. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yes. holy crap, that is that thing's massive and it really... You know the the feeling you get of like your perspective against 
this large mm. piece of machinery. So I can only imagine it's a hundredfold with, with a rocket launch. Um, it it I, is. It really is. Although now that I, I pay close attention to starships, every single little mm. doodad and flap, <laughs> now when I'm on the airplanes, I'm like, oh, yeah, look at all those there doing their magical thing. This is cool. And it reminds <laughs> me of what we, we keep trying to tell people, you know, when we say the road to Mars, a lot of people are like road to Mars. That's crazy. That's not happening. It is so happening. Um, <laughs> we've been on the ground as media doing this since 2015 and the evolution of this entire process is exponential. Um, so <laughs> what's what people, um, I, I like to tell people about Starship is that, you know, we've been sending three to four humans in capsules since the 60s, right, to space. So uh, the shuttle took like seven people at a time. Now with Starship, there's the potential of putting 100 people on the ship and dozens of people around the moon. So this is, this is very different. And the way that I know Elon likes to describe it is that because Starship will be the first ever fully reusable rocket, it's going to mimic like the, the, you know, the planes that we use to get around the country every day. So, you know, yes, right now, a lot of the um, billionaires who are able to afford an entire trip around the moon mm -hmm. with Starship are paving the way. But just like the barnstormers did in the early days of airplanes. Um, but soon, I always joke that they're going to pay me to be on board entertainment or maybe, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever they need. Um, but that this is very real. It's happening and it's actually happening within the next decade. It's, it's, this is such a weird like departure from what we're talking about. <laughs> Go for my, it. my friend, my friend's like a handyman and he came over a couple months ago and was helping me lay floor in my home. And we were talking about it and we were like, when they go to Mars, uh, they're they're all engineers and scientists like they need someone to lay the floors so yes, maybe we could fly <laughs> so yes, they do. it was just it was just a funny joke but um <laughs> to get back on track um <laughs> i'm i'm curious whenever you guys because you're you're filming you're documenting this whole process how far away are you standing physically from the launch and how is that compared to your camera's perspective and when you actually go and, and review the footage what is that experience like you want to take that? Yeah, yeah. So um, the the really special thing about Starbase um, is um, a lot of it is viewable and accessible um, on a on a public highway that just goes to a beautiful beach, um, Boca Chica Beach. So um, as far as the ability to to get up close to see and, and actually to sort of feel the scale of what's taking place here. You, you mentioned scale earlier, um, and and it is um, it is an amazing feeling, and it it kind of bends your mind to be here. Um, it is the largest rocket that has ever been constructed by humanity. Uh, it's almost twice as powerful as the Saturn V, um, and it's it's fully reusable in in a in a completely sci-fi way too. You, you may have seen some of the uh, animations on how the launch pad will actually catch the booster and the ship as it comes in for a landing and place it back on the launch mount and then launch again in a short period of time. So to be able to see that that sci-fi being built up close 
and it's it's real. So you know, one month it's an Elon tweet or um, an, an animation that, that we might see, and then we'll, we'll talk about it. And then two months later, we start to see the pieces being welded together. And then another week later, it's being lifted by a massive crane. Another week, it's on the launch tower. And then hopefully in the next month or so, we're going to start to see those pieces move as the test campaign completes. So um, a lot of our filming gets, gets done on, on that road, the, the road that we call the road to Mars. Um, we get to place cameras kind of in different spots um, when they when they do close the area um, for all humans uh, um, ahead of a, a test flight or a test campaign of some kind. Um, and that's kind of the, the live stream aspect too. So we, we pipe those cameras into um, a live stream partner, uh, Tim Dodd, the Everyday Astronaut, and we're recording and setting up, you know, cinema cameras as well. So to answer your question about um, what it's like to review mm. the footage, yeah. oh, maybe you should actually speak to this because you're most often the first person to see this stuff. Although on the live streams when we do those playbacks with Tim, it's pretty epic. Right. Yeah. Um, sometimes we don't really know what the cameras have captured. Um, a lot of it is remote triggered. Um uh, there's a lot of you know technical kind of hurdles, things we figured out, and and trial and error to get there. Um, but sometimes during a live stream, it's just kind of unclear exactly what happened or exactly which cameras caught what. Or you know some of the cameras are not on the live stream; they're maybe high speed focused on a particular area of detail. Um, so we we don't know until the road opens. So we're just waiting with anticipation until maybe 12 hours later, five hours, eight hours later. Uh, until we can look at the back of the cameras out at an empty launch pad and see what's there. So um, it's it's quite an, uh, like moment, quite an adrenaline experience. Like the moment you saw the SM10 explosion right. footage. Yeah. Um, and of course, with this test campaign, as, as probably many of you have seen, there, there have been um, many exciting moments, um, which we can show here in, in a few minutes as well. Um, so yeah, to, to, to see it with your own eyes, but then to see a high speed video capture of it and all the detail that you see in a slow motion clip is just, just awesome. So mm -hmm. yeah, we, we love it. That's, that's really fascinating. You have this, and I agree with you, you, uh, people might scoff at the journey to Mars, but step by step, it's getting there. I remember when you, right. on the, the little video that I have has the, eventually the rocket you saw, up, the booster comes back down and lands. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know, that happens kind of soon in the video. So you'll see it if you pay attention. And mm -hmm. that was a huge challenge. I remember when that was, I mean, everyone yeah. should remember if they were paying any attention when that was the challenge, you know, and the, the collapse mm -hmm. of Elon just, just, or the clips of Elon just cheered and and everyone cheering and clapping when they successfully landed a booster and now if you watch the recent cast that's just that's what happens every time yeah. Yeah. with all of them they like land in sync on pads next to each other on the ocean and you know like um, right. and so incrementally uh we're you're getting there and uh, you're really selling me on coming to see starbase it's it's bigger than saturn 5 too isn't it when you stack it is yeah. um, quite a bit which is yeah, amazing bit, yeah. a bit. Yeah. <laughs> No, it, it's Amazing. it's absolutely massive. And actually, you, you keep talking about scale. And that's something that we always talk about. So we have a YouTube series called Road to Mars. And in episode one, um, that's what Ryan really focuses on. And he shows off our VR cameras, which is one of our favorite ways to share the scale. So you're right. Like wow. in a video, it's 
it's hard to understand, you know, like you don't really have that parallax feeling that you get in real life. Um, so in VR, when you stick the headset on and you're looking around, you're like, oh my God. And you've got, we always try to place something in the foreground, you know, like a, a human right there in the foreground. And then the booster will roll by as it's, as it's trekking down the road from the production facility down to the launch pad. And you'll just get a sense of like, oh my God, this is only half of Starship. <laughs> this is so massive. That really, that does it. And, and just so you know, the VR, well, we, we've been doing VR films, VR space films since, since maybe 2019 or 2020. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 2019, I think. Yeah. And yeah, thank you. Oh, look at you go. So Yeah, this the is... VR is a tab right on the page. I can't wait yeah. to, to try it out. It, it's amazing. And, um, you know, when we've toured our VR experiences, we've given people haptic suits, which gives you like the the important shake and rumble of the launch, right? Because that's part of what's so important about the in-person experience. Um, however, all of our um, all of our NFT collectors are going to get access to our amazing community, but also certain people who collect a certain amount are going to get access to our VR films, our prints, signed prints, small prints. And then, of course, some will get large metallic prints that are signed. And, and, you know, you keep saying you want to come down to Starbase. That's what we're really most excited about. So this whole NFT collection that we're doing with One Planet, I think for us, the most exciting thing is that we're going to encourage people to collect and get that prize of coming to do a day at Starbase with us because we love nothing more and bringing people here and showing them this magic firsthand. There's just nothing like it. Um, so, you know, we've been, as you can see, we've been doing VR. We've been doing films. We did podcasts for a minute. We live stream. We have tried absolutely everything. And we've stuck to it, you know, for years to share the magic, awe, and wonder of this time and place. Because I, I really just, I want people to understand, like, this is a pivotal moment in human history and when you see it you get it um but this for us feels like another way to bring people closer to bring people in and i'm i'm so excited about that mm -hmm. you know we've been doing one of ones on foundation for a year now about a year almost yeah. uh, mm -hmm. and and those are we are so grateful to our community for actually inviting us into the crypto space and uh, teaching us about NFTs so that they could support us in that way. But now we're so excited for this next phase where the One Planet team has helped us gamify our collection and allow us to build our community by bringing more people in with these exciting prizes. So that's sort of a great segue into NFTs. Um, we've got these one of ones on Foundation, which are also available at the NFTs tab. It really is a <laughs> organized website uh, at Cosmic Perspective. Um, and uh, you can see them right now. Are these, these available or are these somebody already owns these? It's a mix. It's, it's a mix. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a mix. Mm -hmm. So if I click on one, it'll take me to Foundation and I can right. see the details here. Okay. Well, that's, oh man, there's, there's a lot more than on the site too. Yes. Are these also kind of carrying over where you can get access to Starbase or VR content like that uh, if you have some of these or uh, or not? 
You know, we hadn't thought about that yet because we've been so focused on on moving over to Terra and One Planet. Really, sure. all of our ideas around creating NFTs with utility, with real world experience, came from our discussions with One Planet. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, that's where so, we started, but certainly we'll think about that. <laughs> so, so tell us more about that then. Uh, One Planet the NFTs. I think you you have a slide deck or something where you can talk yeah. about the NFTs that will be issued, uh, the benefits, everything, maybe timelines, uh, potential timelines, things like that. I'll, I just want to show, first of all, like a picture is worth a thousand words, right? I've been trying to explain to you that we live in a Firefly episode, but I think this image probably does the best job. <laughs> Do you get it now? <laughs> yes, for sure. That, that's just the way that I always describe this because, you know, it's just, it's such a unique place. There's nothing like it. You've never seen a rocket company building their rockets out in the open. Never. You see them building giant warehouses and inside them, they are doing secret things that you don't know about until the day that they finally come out and test their first launch. Mm -hmm. And they usually do not include the public on their test campaigns. So the fact that this is so readily accessible is incredible. There's, It's never happened before. Um, this is me with my friend Cyan, Dr. Proctor, who just returned from space uh, on the first all-private civilian mission to space. And I, I only mention that, I mean, because A, it's amazing, but, but B, because it definitely alludes to the fact that this era has opened up. Like, it's no longer a thing of our sci-fi dreams that we are entering a new phase where people like me and you, mm -hmm. and you, and you can go to space. Um, and I believe full-heartedly that we will be on a starship altogether someday. So uh, that's what I'm here for. But, um, you know, this this is kind of another angle, another view a behind the scenes of one of the first days um, about yeah. a year ago, right. right? It was right before Christmas where we were, um, and yeah, it was about this time last year where we were on this incredible boat. This is a boat that belongs to our friend, Jean and Rachel of Padre. They're locals. They are surfers here um, who have searching the Starship Beach for years, Boca Chica Beach, and then fell in love when they saw SpaceX begin to pour mounds of sand and build something here. Um, but this is what it's like. It's, it's so surreal, just beautiful nature. Um, the, you know, this is kind of an everyday occurrence almost in this almost. place there's there's always large hardware rolling down this public highway the the road to mars or the highway to mars as most people call it um and just to reiterate what this is all about this is this is about the spacex vision to make life multiplanetary. so they are trying to currently just uh, make the most efficient production line so that they have thousands of starships ready to go at any given time. That's the goal. And of course, to take tons of cargo and a million people to Mars by 2050. That's that's what they're about. And that's why they're working around the clock. Um, so like I said, we have Starship 101s already. And we were brought on board by our community. And then our dear friend, Kevin Russell, introduced us to this amazing system of Terra and then his friends at One Planet. And we are so impressed with them 
they have come up with such incredible ideas for their own marketplace, which is super social. I know you guys have been sharing a lot of, about this on your channels, but for us, we're really excited that this is um, really just another way to increase community engagement. And um, so this is kind of what uh, our collection looks like. It's a series of film and photography NFTs and some of them are flight moments, some of them are moments of Zen, some of them are uh, really important historical moments like the one you see in the middle where Starship was stacked vertically for the first time ever. So we're going to have many different um, things to collect, but there are also different uh, rarities for all of these things. So there, this, for example, would be one of the cosmically rare moments that you would want to to collect but when you when you mint you're minting a mystery time capsule and you don't know what you're going to get you don't know if you're going to get this which is sn8's first ever high altitude flight that was a wow. cosmically rare moment that will never happen again because um while this flight went extremely well <laughs> i mean really well like they nailed it they completely reinvented rocket science with their belly flip maneuver which totally saves on uh fuel but then it came in too hot for landing and sn8 is unfortunately no longer with us mm -hmm. so there's also the potential of uh collecting those explosive moments as well which everyone is fond of um there's the ability to collect this this is cosmically rare this is sn15, SN15 nice. yeah so yeah. this was the first ever the only so far successful starship landing. And the reason it's the only is that SpaceX moves really fast. The teams were like, cool, we nailed it. We learned what we needed to learn from SN8, 9, 10, and 11. We nailed it with the new design of SN15. Now we move on. And then they started working on the super heavy booster. Now, it's this amazing how smooth that one looks. Yeah, it is, is such a gorgeous mm -hmm. shot, really. That was that's an example of the remote camera, by the way, that we don't see till the next day. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was a total surprise. And then this, th like we have this in VR, so you can begin to tilt your head up and just look at the height of this thing. But what I love, and I'm just gonna rewind it here because I can't help myself. I love how raw this is. Like we're on the side of the road. This is. <laughs> These are the most engines, like the most high-class, state-of-the-art Raptor engines in a super heavy booster, which is going to lift Starship to space. And it just looks like an everyday, you know, like we're just, <laughs> we're going down the road, right. no big deal. Right. It's I love it's, the, the two guys with the hard hats walking next too. to it for scale yeah, as well. The one guy's just casually drinking a water or whatever. <laughs> no big deal. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. that that's if that's the vibe. Played out just so, oh, it's oh okay. you want to do it again? It's all right. Yeah, it, no it's it strikes me almost as I, I'm I'm going to drop my video because my connection has been having sudden issues. But it strikes me as uh like the kind of thing that back in the day of government space agencies would have never been allowed to be put out. Like we can't have a right. guy drinking water, right? Like you're saying, it's so much more open now. Even competitors to SpaceX, or well, maybe not competitors; they have different goals. But other agencies, like maybe Blue Origin, that's just been shrouded in mystery, right? You know, for for a lot of its its development, SpaceX really has 
Um, I hope I'm not cutting out here, but SpaceX really has been open for years about all the steps being made, all the test launches, all the failures, all the successes, all the plans. Um, Well, it's really great. I think they caught on early. Wow. This is like free marketing, you know, because that's, that's the thing too, that I love about the crypto communities is that, you know, with the rise of the Dow, as I'm calling it, it's like everybody is invited along on the journey. And what's so cool is that when SpaceX shares these early designs, you'll see on Twitter, a lot of the amazing 3D render artists will begin to speculate and they'll come up with their own ideas. And like Ryan said earlier, sometimes those ideas actually come to fruition because SpaceX is watching and Elon is watching and they're like, oh, actually, that is kind of a good idea. And so we've all realized that we've got the symbiotic relationship because we've we've um, got this open, you know, transparent window into what's happening on either side. So it's really cool. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's probably also one of the most successful recruiting tools yeah. as well, um, because like we know so many people who didn't really know much about space. They started watching live streams. They started watching SpaceX launches. They got involved in some of the behind the scenes community and started following every bit and piece and photo. Um, and then they, you know, either got engineering degrees or they were studying di- different things. And now they're working for SpaceX. This has been their their dream. So seeing all this behind the scenes, it, it really allows us to participate uh, along with SpaceX and our community participates along with with all of us at the same time. So pretty, pretty awesome combination. Yep. And we see Dr. Cyan Proctor in uh, in a lot of these shots. She, uh, you can see her on Netflix in uh, Countdown, yeah. and she was in that chat with us in Miami. Which mm-hmm. I mean, I know Ryan, you weren't there, but or well, you were there, but not sitting down with us. But um, so I regret not filming that for that reason too. She's been putting out. I don't want to get us off the rails too much, so stop me if you're going to address this later. She's been putting out NFTs of a different kind. Um, mm-hmm. Here's just one example um, of uh, of like some of the art she's been doing, raising money for St. Jude's and maybe other initiatives too, but I know about St. Jude's um, and uh, being more and more involved in the NFT scene, doing space related art and things. Is she also involved with this uh, initiative? Yeah, well, she's just a huge supporter and a great friend. Like she is so generous and always um, she's just been one of those people in my life that is is. Uh, ready to be a cheerleader no matter what, which I'm so grateful for. But she's very, very interested and um, eager and excited about the NFT community. And I think that's because, you know, a lot of us in um, space exploration, like we are so in a bubble. We are, we're chasing rockets every day and it's exciting. And so um, we don't often see outside of what we're focused on. And so I remember when, you know, our community, a couple members of our community came to us and they gave us an education on NFTs and Ryan had already done, you know, research in crypto and had already been involved, but it it was new to me. And um, it was when Dr. Proctor and I went to New York City together to NFT NYC, and then we came to Miami together uh, with some other really, really great friends of ours that are really deeply involved in the NFT space. And um, I think it's there that I learned what an exciting, diverse, like just beautiful community exists here. And so she's like 
so excited that she's trying to like spread the word. We all are. <laughs> We're trying to kind of flip the perspective on NFTs because right now there's a lot of confusion about it. Um, and that's another reason why I'm so excited about moving over to Terra because I know it is uh, a more efficient version of, you know, this system. And so anyway, she's not personally involved in this exact uh, campaign, but she just, we had so many great photos of when we, <laughs> she actually came to visit, I think it was two weeks, two or three weeks before her flight to space. She just thought, you know, I've got one vacation left before I fly. What do I want to do? And, you know, she and I have been close friends for a long time. And we'd been talking about, well, maybe we meet a friend over there, over there. But ultimately, she decided to come here. And so we have all these great pictures of selfies, you know, with <laughs> Cyan and our friend Christina there uh, getting up close and personal with Starship. So, so yeah, um, she's doing great work and and uh, coming over to Terra as well. So that's really exciting. Um, and, you know, more than anything, like I, I keep saying, um, this is about community, growing our community, which, by the way, we have a thriving community of space enthusiasts and experts already. So when you collect uh, anything from our collection, you get access to our Discord and you get to join our space family, which I'm really, really excited about. But also I am loving growing my NFT family. And right now we're just excited to kind of finally bring these two communities together. Mm -hmm. I think for us, that's what this collection is mostly about. And then, of course, sharing this profound experience. I uh, I can't wait to, like, take uh, crew people down to Starbase and make that curve, that last curve on Highway 4, where you finally mm -hmm. see the spaceport of the future rise <laughs> from nothingness. It's so incredible. Well, and we saw a picture recently of Dr. Cyan with a galactic punk, so... That was yes. awesome. And uh, yes. I know we even in Miami, she mentioned that how could she not get involved with the Terra Luna community when it's Earth and Moon and it, it just works out so perfectly. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That I, for us, too, it was like, wow, this entire ecosystem is just ready to go. <laughs> right, <laughs> Perfectly right. Well, we, branded. we appreciate that. And, you know, we welcome you with open arms. This is certainly um, a very, very unique NFT project. And a lot of people are very excited about this. And um, you know, we were happy to see everything work out with, with one planet and how it all came together really like mm. before our eyes, uh, down in Miami. Yeah. So that was great. Um, I, I, I want to dive a little bit more into that actually, because you mentioned some of the gamification, some of the benefits of, of minting in this collection. Uh, could you give us more details about that and how that's going to work out? So, um, right now you can visit cosmicperspective.com slash NFT to join our whitelist and, we are we are really really excited for this archive and as i you've already seen we list out all of the things that we just shared with you we list out our uh examples of our cosmically rare nfts but there will be um a total of 1000 nfts in this collection um they will all have different rarities so some will be cosmically rare, some will be epically rare, some will be rare, and some will be historical. And so when you go to our collection and you click to, 
to mint, you're getting a time capsule, a mystery time capsule. And when you mint, you'll see, ah, I got a cosmically rare piece. This is so exciting. Um, we have different levels of prizes that I kind of mentioned before where um, if you collect so many with a certain within a certain category or a certain amount, you'll get different prizes like the VR film access, um, like the signed prints, which by the way, when you hit, I can't remember, do you have those stats up actually? Yeah. Or do you want to share any yeah. of the details there? Sure. Um, so for example. Right, so any, uh, it's, it's sort of still an evolving um, number, but we're thinking four, uh, between three or four kind of gets you access to uh, the world of uh, prints of different sizes. So this is something that we're going to work with you on. Um, anything from, you know, maybe a, a signed 8x10 print to something very large, like some of the prints you see behind us that are um, very meticulously printed on, on metallic uh, construction. So really excited about that. Um, access to our VR films. All collectors get access to our, our Discord community immediately upon minting. Um, and then at uh, 10 items, um, that's when um, you have a chance to come out to Starbase with us. Let's spend the day. Let's let's take a tour. Let's look at what is happening from the road to Mars. Uh, let's photograph Starship together. Um, and let's, let's hang out and, and talk about space. So... Mm -hmm. All right. Um, a quick question about that. You have a current like Patreon setup where you can go if if, if people really want to see the VR now, all of the mm -hmm. VR content. Maybe there's sample content that doesn't need this. I don't know. You tell me. But um, if you want to see all the VR content, you can go with these uh, these. I mean, reasonable Patreon limits or Patreon yeah. memberships. Will it be the same content uh, for that NFTs unlock? Is there exclusive content or uh, what's the deal there? Yeah, uh, some of it will be similar, um, but then some is exclusive as well. So we'll have some VR experiences that are exclusive. Um, the Discord community is, is shared between um, our NFT collectors and our patrons. So we're really excited to bring everybody together in one place. Um, that's where we share a lot of behind the scenes content every day out in the field and talk about everything that's going on in this this new era. So um, yes, as far as the VR experiences, some will be um, some are, some already exist, and then some will be new and, and exclusive to NFT holders, right? Talk about the wow. um, quarterly drops. Uh, yeah, so um, right now, which, which is really again. exciting. Oh. oh yeah, belly gets flip, me, oh, gets right. me belly every flop time. maneuver. Belly flop maneuver. <laughs> I'll never forget that moment. <laughs> so uh, what, what we think is a really exciting part of this collection is, um, although we're starting with one thousand pieces, um, and that kind of takes us from. Uh, the beginning of when we were documenting Starship here about the start of SN8 prior, prior to the flight of SN8 up until essentially today. Um, obviously, so much is happening now and will happen in the future. So we've kind of broken the series down into different epics. So um, epic one is uh, the rise of Starship or the, you know, the dawn of, of Starship kind of getting us from uh, a non-existent launch pad and a non-existent place here in Starbase, Texas to today. Um, and then as we get uh, closer to the first orbital flight, as we witness and document the first orbital flight, 
a new epic will have begun. Basically, um, Starship has now gone orbital. We'll have a lot of new content uh, documented over time. So maybe every three months or so with our community, um, we're going to have a new epic, a new drop of NFTs in the same sort of mystery time capsule fashion, all with their own unique rarities. So the collection grows along with the community, along with new content. Um, and we kind of followed this story. It's, it's really kind of a story uh, that's unfolding together. So yeah, really excited to see yeah. how this evolves. That's great to hear. So if people mm -hmm. don't get in the first thousand, at least to the level they want, because that, that is pretty scarce, right? Mm -hmm. um, they, they just need to wait for more epics, which means you have the time to produce the prints and give the tours and things in a sustainable way for yourselves, right? right, um, right. But, um, but so you, you, can, you can get in on future epics and build your collection across epics. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Great. Mm -hmm. Now you guys keep using uh, this term. It's a mystery time capsule. Uh, <laughs> just, just for clarification, does that mean you'll receive the NFT, uh, but you won't like be able to see what it is at first, and then it there's some sort of process to like open it, or do you know right away like what the content inside of it is? Right. Yeah. Right after minting, uh, you, you'll, know you'll what, know what the content is. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's just my so fun. It's like, I like to call things time capsules and you know, it's that you don't know until until, until minting, the right. minting and then you're right. like, ah. Right, right. So you get this, you have the option to pay to open this like loot box time capsule. Exactly. And that's the minting action. Mm -hmm. Like you reveal okay. what you get. Yeah. Exactly. And of course, then you can put it for sale. If you really don't want it and somebody else might really love it, you want to, I don't know, you're looking for a certain one, you can put it up for sale on one planet, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and along with um, with everything else comes, you know, certain traits and, and categories, which are uh, something we think will be fun to kind of trade and, and collect. So for example, humans for scale, we have a special collection where the particular film or photograph kind of shows just how massive Starship is. Maybe there's a human way in the in the distance working on Starship that kind of gives you a sense of how large things are. Um, is it a, a Valhalla event where, you know, this is an explosion or a test test mission that um, was pushed to the ultimate extreme to learn as much as possible. And there's an explosion that's captured in slow motion. Um, are we watching Elon kind of come from behind a bunch of wreckage uh, to, to inspect the, the remnants of SN8? Um, uh, are it, there's a behind the scenes series where we have um, kind of special moments of us or our cameras that are, that are in the shots. You gotta get a sense of what, what it was like for us to be there. Um, starships in flight in uh, several different different categories. Yeah. yeah, and I should say, I just realized um, because I didn't share my audio that um, it may not be clear, but I'm really proud of the fact that as a as a musician, I've always wanted to translate the emotion of these moments through my music. And I'm able to do that now and very excited to do that with these NFTs. So anytime there's a film moment with the soundtrack, that's something that I've personally composed for that. Mm -hmm. So if you'd like to use the upload video button down below, you can send one of those in and we can play it with audio on oh, the, nice. in the right in the recording. Um, tell us if you're doing that. So if it makes a connection pause, we can we can wait for it. Okay. Um, um, 
but otherwise it would be great to get a sample off the air it'd be great to get it maybe we can make a collage or or a sample of some of this to show for the intro to this segment and for the end of the video as well um great so excellent how many nfts do i have to own to be <laughs> the guy in the video to be the guy in the video <laughs> yeah if oh, i own like more. 200 nfts can i can i come down and be the guy in one of the videos <laughs> yeah that's a great idea i actually was going to ask you all you know i mean we've been coming up with these ideas ourselves and you know obviously the one planet folks and and our friend kevin they have great ideas but um I am excited to hear these kinds of ideas. Like, what does this spark in you? What What would you like to see? Um, what do you think the community would be excited about? But yeah, if you own 200, 200 NFTs, then I say you get to do whatever right. you yeah. want. Yeah, and, and I mean, with with new <laughs> new epics and, and new drops come come new prizes. So yeah. something we're excited to explore with right. the community. And yeah. you know, as we come up with new stuff, as our community wants new stuff. Uh, I think um, you know we'll be able to offer it and and make collecting in new ways um, fun and uh, and and also winning new things with your existing collection as well. So kind of kind of and builds on two, what you've been holding. Yeah. I say shoot for the moon, literally, like down the road. Maybe this is the way to get a ticket to the moon tourist flight. Ticket to Mars. <laughs> there it is. Right. Well, that is. I mean, the first flight. The first. I mean, okay, there will be many flights of Starship. They'll test out the orbital capabilities. They'll take non-humans first. And then eventually, though, the first operational flight that has been purchased is Dear Moon. It was purchased by Yusaku Maisawa. Um, he just returned from space. He just spent 11 days on the space station. But he bought this flight years ago. We were there in the room yeah. when Elon came out and... They announced Yusaku's Dear Moon mission. And so that's going to take 12 artists, 12 creatives on a trip on Starship around the moon and then back. <laughs> so, yeah, this is this is all happening within the next couple of years. Really, it's beginning. You guys right are, here, are right artists. Now. You are artists and creatives, right? No. We are artists and we are creatives. <laughs> mm -hmm. I like that you picked up on that. <laughs> support in the future too if you want to talk about that say it again supporting other artists in the future. oh yeah, yeah yeah so the other thing is i was actually um i was on a twitter spaces yesterday with um a lot of amazing people and a photographer spoke up and and talked about how you know being a photographer and just coming into the nft space you realize wow I've just, I'm kind of like the awkward guy in the corner, <laughs> like trying to hang out with this community that's very tightly knit and uh, thriving already. And it's hard to know what he was explaining is that it's hard to know where to begin as just an artist who's been making a certain kind of art already. Where do I come in? How do I adapt the art for this space? And how much time do I spend on just doing my art and, you know, the original vision? And then how much do, time do I spend? in this space. And so um, we've been thinking a lot about that and we've been very fortunate to have some great friends kind of foster us, you know, into the space, like kind of hold our hands and bring us in. And we want to offer the same kind of assistance to artists in the future. So we're, we're in talks with Angel Protocol uh, through Kevin. We really want to create an endowment fund for artists. So for 
you know, obviously we're excited to also support some local charities. If this does really well, we're hopeful that we can support more than one effort, but, um, but we're really excited to put aside some funds that help artists come in, mint, market, you know, uh, produce some resources for them. Pete, I know you have something amazing coming up that would be really helpful for onboarding people that are new to this space. Um, but yeah, that's that's something we're really excited about. You know, we don't we don't want to just sit on the uh, sidelines and say, "Cool, we made it. People are starting to collect. We're we're good." You know, we want to then pay that forward and help others into the space so that we can all grow it together because that's the whole point. Yeah, if, if if you haven't picked up as a listener, Cosmic Perspectives Big Connection Terra, at least the one I know about, was Kev Russell. Yeah. Kev from Luna Loot and Angel Protocol, who recently was on there for the first time in the big Miami uh, stream that we did. Um and, and I couldn't I was floored. I already knew that Kev was like the connect connections guy. Uh, but mm -hmm. when uh I think it was Dr. Proctor. Who, but it was somebody who mentioned that it was who connected. Oh, it's just wow, yep. amazing! So it's great to you know it makes sense that you guys have the same uh, the same heart for uh, like like pay it forward kind of mm -hmm. uh, feeling where we we help we figured this out let's help other artists and of course my connection is choosing now to get a little spotty but mm -hmm. we figured this out let's help other artists um, let's let's build sustainable platforms to uh, train them to help them to encourage them to come alongside us uh, that's. It's fantastic news to hear. Yeah, that's that's the only way that we're going to do these impossible, beautiful things is if we do it together and grow the rise the tides together. Right. So I think you guys are in a very unique position as well, because you have the ability. Unlike, I mean, plenty of artists can offer experience, but you guys have a unique position to offer like a very surreal experience. And I think mm -hmm. the more that you can do that and the more that you can uh, give, you know, the NFT holders that ability to go and do that, the, those experiences that at the end of the day, maybe don't cost you a whole lot, but are, are really um, just an invaluable piece of memory for them or, or whatever. Um, I think if you continue to just innovate on that and uh, continue to, to incentivize your, your collectors with, things like that like being able to come down and visit um the the sky's the limit i don't want to make a bunch of you know <laughs> it's really easy, <laughs> easy <laughs> right, to right. Do. um but you know and, and i think that's something that as we see nfts sort of take the next step <clears throat> towards just you know right now the, the big joke is like oh it's just a jpeg or whatever mm -hmm. um as we see them take the next step with artists uh be them musicians or, or fine artists or uh videographers or whatever um integrating the experience and like really having a, a connection with the artists themselves, I think is mm -hmm. going to play a huge role in the future of NFTs. And, and hopefully, you know, I think one planet's going to do a great job of, of um, being ho playing host to that sort of innovation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They have, they have for us, I mean, big time. Um, and I'll say from Gary V, like the V friend setup that he has, he's offering, experiences i mean it is mm -hmm. it's pretty amazing the way that he has found a way to um create such utility such a wide variety of utility for his nfts and and that's i guess that's the other thing that i always want to say to the folks that say it's just a jpeg although i don't spend too much time just like i don't spend too much time like talking to flat earthers 
I don't, I don't, you know, I, we don't feel like we have to try to convert everybody because that's not what this is about. Um, the truth of the matter, just like space exploration, is that this is happening. This economy is rising. It's happening. And it's important to be at the table for the conversation and to design the way that, you know, we want it to be. Um, but it's what I say to the folks that are confused about um, digital assets is that, you know, this is really about supporting the artist and having a direct relationship with the artist. This has never happened. Again, I was a touring musician, right? And I worked so hard, four and a half years straight. We were on and off tour, on and off tour the whole time. And it is incredibly hard work. And you, you're shilling merch, you know, you're like playing your heart out every single night. You're working on music videos you can't afford. Like it is hard. And it's the same in photography. It's the same in all of the arts. And then you watch, you know, streaming services um, kind of pick up and, and sell your digital assets for almost nothing. And it takes forever for you to make any money off of Spotify plays. Um, so we all had to reinvent. We had to think, okay, what are we going to do next? You know, that's, um, that's really hard to do. But now with NFTs, that is opening up a whole new world for the artist, for the musician. Um, now I, I try to drive home to people that the artist is forever in contact with that piece of art every time it sells and resells and resells. So you never, you never lose that contact. It's not like owning a vinyl and then, you know, mm -hmm. or, or just like stealing one of the rocket images and throwing it up on Twitter and whatever. This is about meaningful relationships and the artist connection to the art forever. I love that you're, uh, you're doing a, <laughs> like a realistic and uh, really easily understandable to the average person, like next step for usability too, right? It's not just JPEGs, uh, but it's also not, you're not trying to pitch like, well, we're going to do a DAO with governance and then there's going to be cross-chain intertransfer and we're going to do interplanetary lightning swaps so that, the, you know, like you're not, you're not like, you're not like pitching some, some vision that like, only a very few select people will even understand. You're saying, look, you have these NFTs, you get these experiences, you get this community access, you get this, like things that immediately click. We don't have to explain it any more than, than say it. Um, mm -hmm. It's, I think, like, like you mentioned, Gary Vee, the same kind of thing where mm -hmm. it's associated with experiences and people, I think, I, I wish you the best of success in it. It has, if I could put it this way, all the ingredients of success already in there. So oh, thank um, you. that's good to hear. I'm really excited. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to see the launch. Speaking of, can you tell us anything about when? Yes. Early January, <laughs> Whoa. like early, yeah, early soon, January. It's soon. all happening very fast, mm -hmm. just like space exploration. It's all taking place so quickly. <laughs> but no, we're we're in the final stages of preparing all of the assets, um, and the One Planet team has just been crushing it. I don't know how they're able to do everything they're doing with preparing for the re release of their platform and then taking in. Did you see they have seventy one? applicants for their contest mm -hmm. so and a lot of great artists i mean oh yeah some of the I'm stuff excited is... yeah, yeah i'm blown emoji so we're actually uh judges for the first round and ah. i i just spent last night filtering through all of them um 
won't won't give any bias for, towards you guys. So good thing <laughs> we we judge them before this conversation. But yeah. um, I I uh, I don't want my wife to hear because she might be upstairs. But I bought her like a this thing on the wall. It's like a it's called a mural canvas. Have you heard of those things on the call? Have you? Hmm. Um, I don't know. D- describe it a little more. So, so it's a it's a picture frame that uh, it it can display any digital art, and so you know mm-hmm. we went family pictures and stuff on it. And I, as I was going through all these submissions, I was like, oh my god, I need to buy another one of those because uh-huh. I want all this artwork is just so incredible. And you know, nice. and you and yours included, it's just going to be awesome to just have that you know somewhere, whether we put it in our studio or in my home, where it's like all the different kinds of artwork that will just cycle through and, and it plays audio. And um, I really do think like we live in the future, man, this is, this is crazy stuff. We're going yes. to Mars. I've got yes. picture frames that are, you know, alive. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a cool time. We still don't have flying cars. That's perplexing to me, but yeah. No. yeah. In every other way, cars. it's just different. Or there's those back to the future hoverboards. We need those. Yeah, two, that's right? what we need. There we go. That was supposed <laughs> to be what? Six years ago, I had to look at my watch for the year. Man, we did get the um, we did get the Nikes that like like tie themselves though. I think at one point <laughs> there was one or two pairs. Of those. Really, I missed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That would be nice. <laughs> I don't know. There's something meditative about the tying process. <laughs> That's true, and there seem to be better ways to handle having shoes that you don't need to tie than like yes. self tying shoes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all. Thank you both. We're coming up on an hour. I've got another thing coming up. Thank you both so much for coming on. I know our community is going to love this. We will uh, share it as much as possible. For everyone viewing, please, you share it as much as possible, too. Uh, Co-opt those evil corporate algorithms you hear about so much. Make them work for you by promoting this video to all those all space fans, fintech fans, crypto fans around. I'm glad we stayed away from so many space metaphors. Um, but, you know, I mean, I want to see this project become like a black hole for UST so that it can really like be, be a, a gravity slingshot that shoots us to the stars, you know, as yeah. we, uh, I don't know, I'm I'm gonna stop right now. You're <laughs> but, doing great. Um, a supernova <laughs> of <laughs> NFTs on the in the cosmos of, of there's already Shoot so many in. projects named. We got Terra, we got Mars, we got Neptune, we got like there there's dozens, Andromeda, dozens of like projects know. Uh, that are taking space names. I love so it. So it really I, fits well. <laughs> Even your uh, consider cosmos uh, te- yeah. Twitter, I bet a lot of people will say, "Oh, they're fans of the cosmos blockchain ecosystem." Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's it's what true. I see. Yeah. Um, cosmic perspective was too long, you know, and everything else was taken on the other platforms. Were like, consider the cosmos. That was too long. Yeah. Oh, so it was, it was like one character too long. Yeah, all for oh, this man. day. All for this day. Right. Now we know mm-hmm. why. <laughs> All right, great. Well, please do consider Cosmic Perspective as you're looking for NFTs, maybe for your loved one. Well, it's going to be a little too early, but they do still have some NFTs uh, up on Foundation uh, mm-hmm. that you can look at as well. And uh, coming in early January, make sure you check out One Planet for the Cosmic Perspective NFTs that we've all heard about and love so much, even though they haven't come out yet. Um, <laughs> that you'll get those mystery time capsules. You'll get exclusive access to communities and VR content. Get your headsets ready now. You probably, you might even get one for Christmas so you can watch these rumbling spaceships coming by. I'm, I know that's what I'm going to be doing, but I've got to sign up for the call right now. So thank you both for coming on so much. And as always, share around, like, rate, review, subscribe, so that so many more people can discover Cosmic Perspective and One Planet and Terra NFTs and the Terra ecosystem by discovering this video and more like it on Terabytes. We'll see you next time. Thanks, thank guys. Thank you. Bye, guys.